Hello and welcome to episode 109. My name is Josh, we are Together BHA. Uh, we are putting together, or I am putting together, a couple of bite-sized episodes this week. A um, couple of reasons why. First of all, uh, today's game was Newport County uh, away, just an FA Cup game. Uh, so similar to the Carabao Cup, right, we, we don't cover them too in-depth simply because they are uh, they're a tough reflection of, of what the what the side is really doing uh, and we'll get into that today as well um, and then not only that but uh, we've got a game midweek um, which is uh, Manchester City away on Wednesday um, and that will also be a bite-sized pod um, because it's the middle of the week and you know we're all working and stuff and I will be uh, I don't want to leave it until the weekend um, but I would definitely want to crack one out for you all um, that came out awfully um so however um leeds is coming up next weekend if you would like to come on the show uh, please let me know uh would love to have you always um so you know drop me a dm if you would like to come on um i absolutely would obviously you know want that to be something that happens um always 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 uh i would also like to uh you know offer anybody if they would like to leave us a voice clip or if they would like to just anything you know um if they would like to come on and chat and and anything like that um you know i would love you all to come on um and just have a chat and and talk about the games right like that's kind of what we're here for so let me know uh and we will we will get it cracking I would also like to take a second to thank Daniel Lawrence uh, and Nick Murray, um, current Patreons uh, of myself. Um, I also recognise that uh, I also didn't shout out any of the others that I've had over the time. So I would also like to thank uh, Zane Beard uh, and Brandon Hoffman. Um, and let me get some more, if there are any more. I think there might be. No, I think that's it. Uh, but I would like to thank you all, uh, obviously, uh, that... That little Patreon kitty is coming together nicely, uh, which means new microphone, uh, new pop filter is coming soon. Um, once I get that uh, kind of all up to date, so that's because of you. So thank you for that. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, on to the week that we've just had. Um, not a great deal went on, right? Uh, first week of the January transfer window was rather quiet, um, other than the obvious massive news, and that is Percy Tao is coming into the Albion squad. Uh, Jacob Moder as well has also come over from Poland. Uh, that was one that we knew well in advance was definitely happening. Um, but thanks to Brexit, uh, we actually, you know, whatever side of the fence you're on, um, for Brighton-specific news right now, Brexit has done us a favour because Percy Tau is able to uh, come along and, and play for the Albion now because he fits the new immigration requirements. So... Not only have we had Percy Tau come to the club, but we've also had a couple of thousand South Africans join in too. Um, they have incredible banter, I will say. Um, they are all over the Twitter, Twitter sphere, all over the Insta sphere, everywhere. They're loving life. They're absolutely loving life. And we are loving it back. Uh, I think I can speak for everybody that says, bring it on. Very happy to have you. Um, 
you know, he's he's already made a great impact in Belgium. Um, and, and not for small teams either, right? Like, he's played for Anderlecht, and Vincent Company was very, very, very complimentary of him. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play in the Premier League. Uh, we got a little sneak peek today, uh, and I'm, I'm sure there are good things to come. He, he looks a very interesting uh, and promising young player. So, or, well, he's actually 26, so he's not that young. But, you know, he's getting there. He's doing well. Um, so... Brighton this weekend, Newport County away, very much a banana skin in action. Uh, and just prior to that, we had Leeds United go down to Crawley 3-0. So we all knew well well in advance that, that these banana skins are very much a thing. Um, Everton had to eke by in extra time as well against Rotherham. Um, and there was a couple of other, you know, closer results. Chorley beat Derby County. Um, these things happen in the FA Cup. They they happen quite often. Uh, you know, the magic of the FA Cup is not just a cliche catchphrase or a brand. Um, it's something that happens and has happened for many, many, many years. And it will happen for many, many years to come. Um, and... Newport are no strangers to it so it was going to be interesting to see how the Albion lined up um, and we actually lined up very strong um, you know I was pretty impressed with the with the decision we made uh, we pretty much played our entire main back three right with with Webster Duncan White um, we played Ali Reza Yahambach at right wing back which I was not such a fan of um, Solly March at left wing back um, Bissouma in the midfield with Pascal Gross and then a front three uh, of Neil Mopai um, Andy Zakiri and Alexis McAllister again perfectly fine with this kind of formation we rolled out with um, like I said I, I do I do much prefer us playing four at the back when Tyrant Lamptey is hurt um, whenever we've gone to four at the back since Lamptey has been out uh, I feel we look more potent both attacking and defensively, uh, and and not only that, but with Lamptey uh, apparently being out for a couple more weeks, I think it's going to be a huge benefit to to revert to this if we have to. It also gives you know people like Solly March um, a chance to push forward a little bit more. Scored again today, uh, you know he he is slowly but surely uh, getting a little bit better on the old shot taking. Uh, statistics so you know I would be happy to see him um, push up a little further maybe in a 4-2-3-1 as well Bissouma uh, played the full game good uh, given that he's suspended for Manchester City and made total sense I was very happy to see it now the overall stats for the game uh, we're not going to go too deep into everything today um, I'm going to kind of go over bits and pieces I'm, I'm honestly just winging this a little bit simply because uh, it's it has been a wild ass day and I haven't had a huge amount of time to do my notes and stuff and it also sucks because it's on a Sunday and a Sunday afternoon and there's even less time so first things first uh the pitch was an absolute shit show I have no idea um Newport I always believed and was led to believe by their fans that they were a rather tidy side they they liked to pass the ball they liked to play football um, every time I'd seen them, which is not a huge amount, right? Like maybe watched, you know, half a dozen games in the last couple of years of Newport County. Um, they have always looked rather easy on the eye for a team in their division. Um, and I don't know how they managed to do that with a pitch in that state. Um, it surprises me that they're allowed to have rugby played on it so soon before a football game. Um, because it was... 
the game was ruined, if I'm honest. I believe the game was ruined by the state of the pitch. Um, the Albion, you know, they came away at the end of the game with 72% possession, uh, an 83% pass success rate, 20 shots, 7 on target. Um, you know, that. <laughs> They were all over them in for the majority of the game. Um, and, and I think one of the key pieces here is that in terms of, you know, key stats, uh, we won the aerial battle. Um, and I'll tell you what I do over the next couple of weeks. I'll tell you the exact aerial battle stats every week. And you tell me if you can't tell the difference. We won the aerial battle today, 23 to 24. That is because we just could not play the ball on the ground as much as we would like to at either end of the pitch. Um, you know, it was just bloody awful. Um, it was just... They couldn't string passes together. Um, you know, if you looked at those 18-yard boxes, um, I, I couldn't imagine how difficult it would be for a team, uh, for a footballer of any, you know, you know any caliber to play balls across that final third um both newport and brighton right like not that newport had a lot of possession over in that position but even if they did they were limited in what they could do right even as a smaller team trying to kill some giants like they were limited by their pitch as to what they could even do to to outplay them and and you can compare that draw that parallel to the crawley game where Actually, they were able to turn on a little bit of flair and a little bit of zing and like buzz past Leeds a couple of times. Um, take that goal, uh, if you watch the Leeds-Crawley game, the opening goal uh, from Crawley, that run and that turn and that skill that that Crawley player showed, that wouldn't have been able to happen on that pitch today. Uh, the ball would have bubbled up two or three times prior to the goal and, and it wouldn't have been the same play. And, and it showed all the way through. Um, so I was disappointed we played three at the back. I really wanted us to go to a four. I think it was really just... Um, I, I think it was just an effort um, to, to try and see if Ali Razor could cut it at right wing back. So let's move on to the player ratings themselves. Um, because I'll give you a hint. Ali Razor, your handbacks, cannot cut it at right wing back. Um, I thought he was absolute dog today. Uh, you know, he was on the pitch for 70 minutes um, and had one of the lowest pass accuracy ratings in the entire team. Um, the only people lower than him were Trossard, Zakiri, and Mopai. Trossard and Mopai, I thought, were the two worst players on the pitch today. Uh, and Ali Razor were just behind them. Um, they could not keep the ball. They could not recycle the ball. And they just could not... They were just awful. They were just so bad. Uh, Leandro Trossard had a 64.4% pass accuracy rate. Uh, you know, it's it's just absolutely abominable the kind of play that these players were playing. And I was quite... Far, I was pretty happy seeing Mopai play at the beginning. And the reason why is because he's someone who I think is very happy to put it around. He's very happy to get in people's faces, uh, get stuck in, cause problems, be a nuisance. And that lends itself to lower league football. And I thought today he just didn't have it. He had two shots, none on target. Uh, he had one key pass, you know, that led to a shot. 
um, but you know, 73% pass accuracy. Uh, it's not like he didn't have touches of the ball. He had 41 touches of the ball today. That is more than any game he has had this season. Um, so, you know, and he did less with the ball than any game I've seen him in this season, it feels like. Um, it was just a very bad day at the office for all three of those players. Um, they all stand out as, as just awful days at the office. Um, you know, Trossard, I thought, was wasteful. Uh, he came on on 62 minutes and it felt like he was unable to play an accurate pass for the entire, for the entire game. Um, you know, he did come away with one key pass, no shots, none on target. Uh, the only shot he did have on target, actually, um, was the missed penalty, uh, which was also just appalling. Um, Trossard is, is quickly becoming... Uh, it feels more and more like Trossard is just not cut out for this level of football. Um, it happens, and it's a shame, but there's some like Trossard is not making the jump that I thought he would. He's 26 now. Um, you know, he's not Bissouma, he's not Mopai, uh, Zakiri, McAllister, Ben White. You know, these are all players that are 24 or younger. These are all players that, you know, even Neil Mopai, right, he's 24 years old. Like, he has a lot, he still has another four years before he hits his peak, really. And he's already you know, capable of scoring double figures in the Premier League. If he is nurtured well and played around well and developed well, and I think, you know, Potter can do that, you know, he's a player that could be a, a, a very viable Premier League striker up until he's 29-30. Um, and given the style he plays, you know, he could probably play well past that um, and, you know, cause problems for any team and, and develop himself and, and contribute to any team. Trossard doesn't seem to have any of that. You know, he's he's had a very, very, very average year. He's played 11 games, had one goal, three assists. Uh, you know, he's he's not pulling up trees at all. Um, I thought he's been very average. Uh, you know, he's, his passing has been poor all year. He obviously offers nothing aerially. Um, he, he, he looks like he has bags of pace and doesn't use it. Um, which is extra infuriating. Uh, so, you know, it's it's just a tough one. Um, but he is somebody that I think if we were to get relegated, uh, which I'm going to talk about probably Wednesday in terms of like what I think in the future. Um, but if we were to go down, I think he's probably someone who teams would look at buying and I would be happy to, to let him be offloaded. I think he has failed to live up to the hype, and it's it's really a shame. Um, the other man who, who has not failed to live up to the hype, has, has indeed continued to live up to the hype, was uh, is, is Ibisuma. Um He had one shot, one on target today. Uh, not a bad shot that he took as well. Uh, and one key pass. Uh, very, very good in the pass accuracy percentages. Uh, you know, well up there with 87.5%. Um, 110 touches of the ball, uh, third most in the team. The only two people that had more were Adam Webster and Lewis Dunk. Um, he had a quiet day at the office, all being told uh, for a lot of stuff. He was more, you know, he was very active defensively. Uh, three successful tackles, one one interception, uh, three successful clearances, only committed the one foul. Uh, but his penalty, you know, 
however bad I say Trossard's penalty was, um, I, I believe Vizuma's was worse. And the reason I say that is because if you're missing the target from a penalty kick, it's the worst penalty kick you can take. At least Trossard put it on goal. It was awful. Like, so bad. But at least he he, he put it on the net. Uh, Bissouma cracked off the post and it pretty much summed up a very average day at the office for Bissouma. Um In terms of those players that stood out, you know, I, I thought Solly March once again had a great game. Uh, three shots, one on target, three key passes, uh, joint most with Pascal Gross, 109 touches, of course, just that one less than uh, than than Bissouma, uh, scored the goal uh, that should have really won the game, uh, but didn't, um, had four tackles, one interception, two clearances, again, only committed the one foul, so very good indeed, uh, only one tackle less than the, the leading tackler, and that was uh, Pascal Gross as well, weirdly enough. Um, you know, I thought that I thought that Solly March did very well. Um, David Proper, I thought, was uh, pretty slow off the mark, uh, but got better as the game went on. Um, and I thought Lewis Dunk uh, was was quite surprising. Um, he is a player that, as we know, has grown up with us and and is no stranger to lower league football. Um, but my goodness, did he look! totally out of his depth almost um it was almost a crash course of going back to basics for lewis today uh and same goes for ben white um as someone who has you know pushed his way through just in recent years through newport through peterborough um it's a surprise how culture shocked they seem to look um someone who didn't seem to look entirely culture shocked was the lion of judah of course percy tau uh, two shots, one on target, two key passes, came on on 70 minutes, uh, had, you know, the, the third highest pass accuracy rate in the entire game. Uh, only Alexis McAllister and Bernardo had more. Um, he looked very tidy indeed. Uh, you know, I thought he looked very confident on the ball. Um, I thought he looked very comfortable. Um, he's quick, very quick-footed. Uh, he, he looked very confident dealing with that. He had the most dribbles in the game, successful dribbles uh, with three. Um, ben White, Solly March, and Alexis McAllister were shortly behind him on two each. Uh, but Percy, would, you know, just 70 minutes in, uh, had more successful dribbles than anybody else. Um, that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we expect from Trossard, and we're not getting it. Um, I'm hoping that Percy will bring that to the table. Uh, defensively, didn't do a great deal, but then he wasn't asked to, really. It looked like he was very much part of that front uh, front line to, to push forward, um, and I, th I thought he did a very good job of it. Uh, now, in terms of Manchester City, um, I think we're probably going to see some rotation uh some of those players that played an awful lot of minutes today you're probably not going to see play against manchester city that's neil mopai um you know i think that we probably may well see another Welbeck aaron Connolly duo uh or at least one of them start against manchester city with the hope of breaking on them um in the way that we did with liverpool so effectively uh, i think we're probably going to see uh some other players come back into the team uh, it looks like uh, Lalana is ill. Um, Alzate has also been ill for a while. Um, that kind of language worries me because I think that 
you know, pretty obviously, I, I think that may well be coronavirus. Um, so we shall see. But I think we'll probably see Veltman come back into the team uh, if we decide to go three at the back and play wing backs. I hope we don't, but we may well see that happen. I have a sneaky feeling we may well see Moda uh, in some way, shape or form as well. Um, simply because he wasn't even on the bench today. Uh, I wonder if we're saving him to, to play. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, Aaron Connolly um, and Welbeck start up front, um, you know, and, and possibly a midfield group of Davy Proper uh, and, and maybe Alexis McAllister as well. Um, Bissouma is, of course, banned, so he cannot play. Uh, will probably, well, not probably, but almost definitely see Robert Sanchez back. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure we'll probably see that that back three if we decide to go with it, uh, Ben White, Webster and Dunk. Um, they may well have played all the minutes today, but, you know, they're centre-halves, they're, they're fine. Um, they didn't do an awful lot of running compared to the rest of them uh, as they do at centre-half, so I would expect them to, to be alive and well. Um, so probably what I would expect, what I hope, let's do what I hope. Um, I hope that we see a back four. So what I hope to see uh, on Wednesday is Robert Sanchez in goal. I hope to see Joel Veltman at right back. I hope to see Adam Webster and Lewis Dunk at centre half. And I hope to see Bernardo at left back. Because I genuinely think that he deserves a run at left back. Uh, Ben White, I do not think will get into the team. Uh, I do not want to see him in the team today or rather when that happens, uh, I would play that 4-2-3-1. So my two midfielders uh, at the back would be Moda and Proper. Now, if Moda is not ready, then I would be fine with playing Ben White in that holding role uh, and allowing Proper to come forward in that back four, right? So you've got Dunk, Webster, and then Ben White in front of them. Uh, and I would imagine those three would interchange like they quite commonly do. And then... As a front four kind of maneuver, uh, I would like to see Aaron Connolly. I would like to see Danny Welbeck. I would like to see uh, probably, um, you know, I would imagine that Alexis McAllister. I would like to see him in that middle of the of the front four, um, and then I would also probably like to have Leandro Trossard start again to see if he can sort his life out and get his shit together. So that would be my starting eleven. Uh, I would like to see. Um, so Sanchez, uh, Sanchez, Veltman, Webster, Dunk, Bernardo, Proper, Moda, if not Moda, then Ben White, McAllister, Trossard, Solly March, and Aaron Connolly, or Danny Welbeck, one of those, or both, if they want to play both and play a 4-2-2-2, that works for me too. We shall see. Uh, I will be back on Wednesday with a similar kind of bite-sized group. Take a look at some of the numbers and, and shakers and thoughts and feelings uh, to, you know, take a look at what we're, we're, uh, we're, we're watching here. Um, but be safe this week. Um, once again, thank you to my Patreons. Uh, congratulations currently to the leader of the Together BHA po- uh, podcast fantasy premier league uh nathan lawson with recession football uh i am in second currently uh and then the top five rounds out as ryan marsden in third lalana's in pajamas uh fanta seagulls uh ezra thompson fourth place and then fifth place uh just by two points fourth and fifth are very close dunks punks Stuart allen uh in fifth place so 
congrats, people. Keep it up. Uh, remember, first place does win a prize from Together BHA, so keep it up. Uh, and I'll see you all in a couple of days for another uh, Wham Bam. Thank you, Man City. Please give us some good results. Be safe.